0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cape Time, and we are back after a long hiatus to discuss DC. No Marvel today. We are just going to go into all DC news, top to bottom. Probably skip over some smaller things, but um, even with that, we have a lot to uh, talk about. So, Tom, how you doing?
1: I'm all right. I'm glad to be back. Uh, yeah, there's been quite a lot. That's dropped over the past however many months, so I'm excited to get into it um some good, some bad, I think mostly good uh yeah. i would I would say um you know uh we're getting ready for flash to come out, so that's that's like kind of the farewell to the era of d c that we've experienced. -hmm. The last, I would say, yeah, really, the last ten years, because it started with Man of Steel in 2013. So, yeah, you know, Aquaman feels very awkward right now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: coming after Flash, it's such an awkward release. I don't even like. I know why they have to release it. It's so much money they put into a movie like that. But like, man.
1: Yeah, it's, that's so weird. I don't,
0: I, I don't think it's going to make like any money. Honestly, I think it's going to do really bad.
1: I think like its biggest hope is the fact that it's releasing around Christmas and like a lot of people like to go to the movies mm-hmm. around Christmas and maybe it kind of it's like a sleeper kind of movie. Oh, you know, let's go see the new the new Aquaman movie. It's got yeah, cool, it's got Jason Momoa. He's charismatic. It's got you know cool visuals. A good director. Um, you know, I think, I think the best thing that fans and just general moviegoers can do is to just go see the movie as its own standalone thing. And you, there's nothing better than like, yeah, if if it's just a standalone thing, it doesn't doesn't need a billion sequels or anything. If it's a good story, if it's a good story and you have fun with it, and you walk out of the theater, you know, having good having a good time for two hours. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah no absolutely you know and we're also in a time right now where when it comes to any theatrical release comic book movies or non-comic book movies it's really all about word of mouth right now i mean word of mouth has always been a powerful thing but i feel like today it's more prevalent than ever before probably i mean we've seen it absolutely tank certain movies in recent memory that in my mind at least i i would think oh you know regardless of it being good or bad i think this will make money and then it doesn't, and I'm saying myself, yeah. "Oh man, like okay, so people actually are starting to give a shit. Like <laughs> people are really starting to give a shit about the uh reception much more than I feel like they used to. Um, there was yeah. a, I think I think it was one of the Marvel movies recently, not Guardians, and maybe it was, yeah, what was before Guardians? And yes, that was the one where in my mind I said, even if this movie does not do well with critics and with audiences. I still expect it to make the big bucks just because of the fact it's kind of the big Marvel movie. You got Kang Mm -hmm. in it. And it still made, you know, decent money in terms of, as far as movies go, sure, but in terms of what you would hope for, I don't don't think think, they made
1: close to what they hoped for. The one that always sticks out to me is the fact that the first on-screen meeting of Batman and Superman... Didn't yep. reach a billion dollars because that's, it got that's crazy. That, that's that so crazy. crazy, and I think I think here here's the thing. I think the reason why word of mouth is so important is because everyone checks the Rotten Tomato score.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what that's everyone right. does. Even I do. Yeah,
1: and not yeah. to say it, not to say it dictates whether or not I go, but I, I at least check it.
0: That's
1: yeah, right. yeah. And so, like, I think. You know, we live in kind of a society. Oh, wow! I, I pulled the. We live in a society. Wow. uh We live. We live in. We do live in a society where you know you're about. Movie tickets are expensive, and so you know you want to. Your odd. Uh, you want to. It's kind of almost like betting. You want to increase your odds of. Going to something that's quality. So when you look up the Rotten Tomato score, and it's a piece of shit in terms of its score. Um you're less inclined to give your money to that it's uh-huh. just just kind of a basic thing you know um yeah 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 i so, mean it's not even yeah. just
0: the, the the single movie itself it's also in the case of marvel and dc at least where the universes are at to a, to a degree because in the case of marvel for example it's been a very at least as far as a lot of fans Go, I would say at least, it's been a very up and down road the last two years and because of that I think um, that's beyond just Ant-Man itself not being good, that has been a, that was a big determining factor in the box office numbers being hit so hard, I mean, Ant-Man 1 made over 500 million, like yeah. Ant-Man, Ant-Man 3, two sequels later, didn't even get to that number, and that's a movie that's also on a grander scale in this case so, you know, it's, it says a lot, and just to go back to DC though, to connect it I mean, the last DC movie, Shazam! My God, yeah, talk oh about a talk, talk <laughs> about a talk about a box office hit. Oh my God, Jesus! Yeah, one hundred thirty-three there... million worldwide.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, like, much, that's tough. Here's the thing, too. Like you could tell the desperation when they sh- when they showed the uh, Wonder Woman uh, cameo in the in the marketing. It's I mean, like, this is our only way of making some money. It's, dude, it's,
0: like, the the budget of that movie without even any marketing and promoting was 110 to 125. Like, you go into everything that comes after, for just the production itself,
1: they didn't, and, they fucking lost a lot of money. And then to make matters worse is like Zachary Levi, you know, just lost yeah. his mind. And yeah, it was I mean, like... God. It was like... Yeah, and like yeah, they, they that whole that whole thing was crazy. I honestly thought, I
0: I don't even think that really hurt the box office much, if I'm being honest, but it was just another bit of press that was like, Oh, so
1: I would have gone two. for I would have gone for Mary Marvel anyways though. True. Well, <laughs> she's married now. So that's tough. That's, that that's
0: unfortunate. That's, that's
1: tough. tough. That's tough. That's tough. It we'll be okay. We'll 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 But yeah,
0: you know, it's in the case of DC, it's crazy where things are theatrically because the people know the universe is dead or dying, rather. And now you're just going to kind of hope that the word of mouth is so strong on these movies that people still go anyway. And then regardless, they still should go regardless. Like you said, you know, we should be going in just going for the one movie itself and hoping it's good, not because it's in a universe. But that's just the way the brains of a lot of people are wired now. And we have to be honest about that when to you know looking at these box office numbers but um in the case of the flash yeah it does sound like this movie um is gonna do well i mean it's at least been um the reception on it has been fairly strong i will say Uh, it's almost definitely not going to be the best dc movie of all time and that's okay (laughs) that's not a that's not a problem i just want to i just want to see a movie that's good a movie that's good a solid summer blockbuster and I want to feel something when I see The Flash in his own solo movie for the first time, even though it's not really a solo movie, granted. But it's still going to be his story at the heart of it from what I've been told.
1: Yeah. Uh With The Flash, I, I'm excited. Like, it's going to be nice to see Michael Keaton back. I'm excited to see Supergirl and all of that. Um, yeah, basically the reception. I think DC kind of... Well, I don't even think this is a DC thing. I think this is more of a Warner Brothers thing, where they were just like really playing it up. They pulled to, out all the stops to 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 a level in which it was just ridiculous. It kind of became like, a joke
0: because people it, knew people knew it, they were gassing.
1: It at some point you go too far, where it's like you're trying too hard. It's like when there's a like when there's a pretty girl around and the. The, the dude just can't stop trying to trying to tell jokes. And
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: like you, you, she's not gonna be interested in you if you don't calm yourself down. So um yeah, so uh yeah. I'm just kind of uh I'm excited to see it. Like uh like I said, uh, I, I heard I heard it's pretty good. Uh you know, so The only thing that, like, kind of bothers me without getting into spoiler territory is I feel like I'm going to be left with more questions than answers. Well, yeah. And it's like, okay, but, like, I'm just excited to to get that fresh start in a couple months. Yeah,
0: that's honestly the biggest part of my excitement, because it's another step closer to this new era of DC. Yeah, like... After this movie, we literally only have one more non... James Gunn project left. Oh, we yeah, had Blue Beetle as well. Oh well, true, true. My bad. I, I wow, I had a total brain fart on that. But actually, that one I'm more excited about because that's something I truly believe could be working. Yeah, they into, could
1: into the new universe. From from my understanding, is there are like barely any like refer There aren't any like references that like would like say it's set in one continuity or another. So like mm-hmm. so like that'll end up. You know, if it's yeah. good, if it's good and it makes a little bit of money, like, you could just say, hey, uh, that uh, retroactively takes place in the gun DC universe, and that's fun.
0: Yeah, I think he's, that's the one character, I believe, outside of the Suicide Squad um, team that will be worked into the new James Gunn universe. You know, I know a lot of people want um, Sasha Cowley to be the new Supergirl, but I'm going to be honest, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not gonna say she doesn't deserve it. That's a whole. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't even make that determination. Regardless, but um, I um would be very surprised just because a certain plot elements of the movie, and b, I just don't see Gunn wanting that convolution in his universe because it's gonna get very convoluted if you bring her in, because this is literally you're seeing her in one project, and in this one project, she is. From an alternate universe, and she has a totally different backstory from the one you're about to see. And we're going to have this character reintroduced again in another origin, in a whole new story again, and people are going to have no idea what's happening.
1: And I I just don't see him confusing people like that, because it it will be pretty confusing. It's pretty fucked up that we might, like, get a new Supergirl, only to get a new Supergirl. Yeah, no, it sucks. It, It sucks.
0: And and it's, it's not guns it's not guns' fault, it's just the reality of the situation.
1: It's uh yeah, like it we I think everyone agrees that we are in a mess here, uh and the mess is gonna clear itself up in a few months and then we can move forward, you know, once the tough decisions are made like uh punting Henry Cavill. Um, all that you know. Ben Affleck is leaving the role for good. Uh Probably, I would assume Ezra leaves. I would. Uh, I don't know too much about Muma. Uh I think definitely Zachary Levi is gone. They're so, they're like, all
0: they're all gone.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I can
0: promise you they are all gone in terms of the original Justice League.
1: Yeah. So like, I'm just excited to just have those tough decisions gone, uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. done, and then we can get to, you know, this brand-new era. I want to see a new Superman movie, and we're getting that. I wanna yeah. Move. I'm excited for Brave and the Bold because it feels like something that is very much Batman but also very different from what Matt Reeves is doing, so, mm-hmm. which is which is – Exactly what I want because I love yes. what Reeves is doing, but I don't want a carbon copy of it just set in another universe because like that would just feel redundant. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna run two Batman franchises at the same time, they better be distinct from each other. So yeah, I, I, and like you said, Supergirl, um, based on the uh, was it Tom King that wrote that book? Yes, Tom um, King wrote that. Yeah, so. That's really exciting. And, you know, there's a lot of really there, – there's a lot of exciting things that are going on in D.C. as we speak. And, you know, I really think when you see the list of filmmakers that are either attached or, you know, rumored to be interested in joining these things, and, and not just the di- the directors, but also the actors that are all, uh-huh. like like, ready to – like, it's like these people are ready to run through a wall to be a part of what Gunn is building. I, I think mean, that yeah. Is, I yeah. think that just says a lot about Gunn as a, as a filmmaker and, and the way Hollywood respects him in terms of his ability to tell stories. And I think, you know, we'll get into Guardians of the Galaxy 3 soon. Um, yeah. But, uh, spoiler alert, that is one of the best Marvel movies ever released.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, Gunn is so highly respected. It's obvious. People love to work with him. And he's a very loyal director, too. He loves to work with actors he knows, and that makes it obvious we're going to see a good amount of these Guardians actors, I'm sure, in this new DC universe, which I don't mind. Um They're all good actors, and they work well, so I'm open to anything, really. I trust Gunn. Yeah. I mean, that's really the bottom line. I trust Gunn 100%, and I think that trust extends to everybody that. Is potentially going to come into this world because right now, you know, you're, DC is at such a they have such a big opportunity here. Not just because they're getting this very fresh start, with the exception of Suicide Squad stuff, which also, mm-hmm. by the way, that Suicide Squad stuff has done very well in terms of audience um, audience reception and critical reception. I mean, people yeah. love it here. people love that's why it's staying. If if it didn't if it wasn't good and people didn't like it, it wouldn't be here. It wouldn't be worked into this new universe. But the reality is, if you didn't include this, someone about this recently, and let's say you just didn't include them, then you're basically saying there shouldn't be a Suicide Squad in the new DC universe because James Gunn cast this team. So you want him to recast the team he already cast that he chose specifically for a reason? What's the logic in that? That's basically Gunn's just saying, hey... I'm going to deal with a lesser cast because I have to do a forced reboot. It's like, that makes no sense. That would make absolutely no sense. So that's one thing I will definitely disagree with people on. But on top of that, yeah, big talent's going to come in because Marvel is in a bit of a weak spot right now, honestly. At least in terms of their trust with the fans. I still love Marvel, and I believe they're going to get it fixed up soon, but they're a little more vulnerable right now in terms of competition that could rival them and I believe DC is going to be able to rival them if they um play their cards right. And I think that's all going to start truthfully with the Superman movie. I think that's going to be the movie that really um tells us just how special this uh this universe can be and I'm telling you right now, James Gunn is going
1: to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Uh that's definitely shot up the uh the old list of uh yeah. anticipated movies for me. Like me too. Um obviously we've started getting some concrete casting uh like as we speak right now, Superman is being cast. Like which is just really exciting. I remember the day that like we got Pattinson cast as Batman and we all went nuts and that was a great great day, because. It kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't really know concrete names as to who was in the running until, you know, out of nowhere. Oh, Robert Pattinson to play the Batman for Matt Reeves. It's like, oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then the more you think about it, it's like, yeah. But, uh, now we have the names leaked. Uh, yeah. we know who, we, we know is doing uh, screen tests. Ironically enough, one of the, Actors that we know, uh, to be a part of this process was also the runner up to Pattinson in, in, for the Batman. Uh, uh Nick, Nick Holt, um, great actor. Um, I see him more as a Lex. I, uh,
0: I think he can, at least he can nail Clark Kent. I'm pretty I I can
1: see, I can see a Clark. I, I think, I think you saw a little Clark in him in the X-Men movies.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, I think he can even do both, potentially, but I think the big problem you're going to run into is the fact that he's 33, and I think Gunn wants a little younger. But then again, he's letting him audition, so maybe it doesn't necessarily t- fully matter to him, but I have a yeah. feeling I have a feeling. ideally, though, they want to go a little younger.
1: I My personal pick is Corinne's Sweat.
0: Yeah, at least among the three we know of for sure.
1: I like his vibe. Obviously, it looks... Looks like your traditional Superman. He's got the, the black hair, you know, blue eyes. Just looks like Superman, honestly. And Mm. he's a good, he's a really good actor as well. Like I've seen, I've seen enough clips of him to know, uh, that he's a good actor. He's from, uh, New York, which is, which is cool. Um, Northeast kid, Metropolis is usually compared to New York. Um, you know, he ain't a farm boy.
0: I thought uh, he was yeah. the farm. I don't know why. Who? Someone? No, there, there
1: someone was a, was. The, it was the soap opera actor that was the farm boy.
0: Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, I, I remember there was somebody that sent in like an audition tape or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, a bunch I of heard. farm
1: footage of him when he was younger. Yeah, that was the different guy. Okay, uh, but but that guy also looks like Superman. Yes, uh,
0: yeah. I, I can't think of who was escaping me, but um, I thought he was a good pick too.
1: Yeah, Uh but yeah, I'm a corn sweat guy all the way. Um uh but yeah, I'm just excited for the movie. It seems like uh seems like it's gonna introduce a lot of the uh the DC universe that we're about to meet, like the authority. Um Mm -hmm. so I'm just I'm just ready to kind of get into it and to see this movie, you know, like and you know what you know what Cornspot looks like a little bit? What little little little, I see a little young Brendan Fraser in there.
0: Okay, I can see that. I I I can actually see that.
1: And I always thought that Brendan Fraser would have been a really good Superman, and he almost was Superman. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, just didn't didn't come to be, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. So uh, and we also got the Lois Lane. Uh, Yeah, I
0: I am telling you right now, it's going to be Rachel Rachel Brosnahan, I guarantee you. She's got the vibe.
1: She's got the vibe. It's all about vibes. uh, Rachel Brosnahan,
0: I mean, she's going to... She gives the vibe, and more importantly, I think she's a very well-established actress with a stunning resume. I I, I think Gunn is very much into her energy in that potential role, and on top of that... Um, the only thing that really is a little odd, I suppose, actually, is, like, she's older than Clark, but I don't really
1: think he cares about that, because she's young, she's young enough where you can play it off, like, to the same I age, I think usually, like, so. I think usually, like, Lois is a little older than, older, than, ugh, older than Clark.
0: I honestly don't know, I never really, um, put it together, they usually never talk about the specific Cause ages. Because usually play. when
1: Clark joins the Daily Planet, she's, always, she's, she's already, already there, there. yeah. And, like in Smallville which is one of my favorites. She was already she was she was definitely older than Clark. Uh-huh. Um like she was already she she was already like uh in college when Clark was in high school. So or like mm. college age. So like she's a few years older. Um she's 32, Corn Sweats 29.
0: No, yeah, you're glucose close enough. But um yeah.
1: And even, I, if they, even if they weren't, if they didn't say that they were specifically older or younger than each other, it, you know, like, it's not the first time that the younger actor is playing an older character.
0: Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I'm not really worried about that. I think she will get the role. Like, I'm pretty certain. Superman's the one, I, th- I think it would be and Sweat, but at the same time, I do think it's very likely there's a ton of names we don't know about. Like there's there's a lot of names that haven't been reported yet. So my question is whether or not these names are being reported because these are the favorites, or could this be a bit of a smokescreen? I don't know, but we've but we've heard Corinne Sweat a lot, so I have a feeling he's at least going to be one of the finalists, at minimum.
1: Yeah. So I guess agree.
0: yeah, I guess we'll see what happens there. I know another act- actress in the running for Lois was um. Emma Mackey. Um I only know her from sex education. Um I yes, I did watch that show. Um she was um she was very good in that actually. I think she can give some good young Lois energy, but um I have a feeling uh I, I don't see her getting that role. Uh, she wouldn't be bad, but I I think again, the resume speaks for itself with um Rachel Brosn. I think she's just such a big name, at least in the scope of like she's perfect, like she's not too big where You're going to be thinking of other roles, I think, for some people when you see her as Lois, Mm -hmm. but she's also just big enough where you know the body of work and people will go to the movie to see her as well. So I think that you have a good blend with her. And McCorn's way is even less less of a name. Like, he's a relative unknown. Like, he hasn't done a ton.
1: Yeah, it's funny. He's like, he graduated from Juilliard. Yeah. So, like... This dude knows what he's doing, and like you said, Brosnan has been working for you know quite some time. She's like his top
0: role is uh credited role is Pearl, and it was a, not like a small relatively small role in that movie, but he was very good. Um I love that movie by the way, and I excited to talk about Mia Goth in our Marvel episode next, um, as she got a role in blade, thank God. Mm-hmm. But um that'll be a whole other discussion. Um But uh yeah, no, Corn Sweat is um Definitely a fun pick. I like Brosnan as Lois. I think those two are a great fit, and I'm hoping that comes to be. And if there's any other names that uh, come into play, I'm excited to see who because I trust Gunn 100%. Man, like I said, I um, I'm sure he's gonna make it the right pick here. And like you were saying too, it's gonna be a very expansive uh Superman movie. There's gonna be a lot um, going on, not just in terms of Superman stuff, but the wider universe. Like we're getting members of the Authority. You know, and in terms of just the Superman universe, too, it seems like we're going to get Brainiac and Lex. So that right there already, like, you have a lot going on. And we're getting crypto, which is awesome. And no, I don't mean cryptocurrency. I mean the dog. Uh,
1: cryptocurrency is not doing too well right now. So uh, we'll take the dog. We'll take the dog. Uh, we'll
0: take the dog.
1: We shall take the dog. I am so... I'm ready for you know. I always like when the Superman actor is like a new guy that you haven't heard of, hasn't done too much work. Mm-hmm. So like, it's cool. It's cool that like, it seems that we're if Holt doesn't get it, we're gonna do that again. Uh But yeah, like you said, there are a bunch of actors testing for this. This is this is pre- the Superman gig is probably the hottest gig in Hollywood right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's that and the Fantastic Forecast, I would say, are the big uh, roles in Hollywood people are dying for. And we're going to get both of those announced uh, next month, most likely. So uh, so, so July's going to be a big month.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to announce Superman pretty soon just because that guy guy's, that guy's going to need some time to work out regardless. Yeah,
0: that's one like, thing, too. Like, I don't like to be the guy who's like, they got to be giants for the role, but it's Superman. It's fucking you, Superman. You, you gotta be big. It's just the reality of it. You got. It can't be like with Robert Pattinson, for example, where he's, he's built, granted, I'm just saying. Like, you don't need Batman to be, like, jacked out of his mind.
1: He doesn't do that. Yeah. He doesn't have to, like... I, I don't think that's even healthy for a fighter to have that. Oh, no. Voices. But Superman, on the other end. Superman, he, like... He needs to be pretty big. Superman can't pull a cat.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, so it's it's just it's very different, for sure. Different. You just gotta be he's just a naturally giant dude. Uh thanks Ooh, to the I sun.
0: In Corn Sweat, I actually did know this. He's six four.
1: See? See tall dude. He's See? See what I'm saying? Uh yeah, you definitely get that Superman vibe from him. You definitely get um, I, I see Brent I see Brendan Fraser, a young Brendan Fraser. Fraser in him. It's always hard to say Brendan Fraser because you want to say <laughs> Fraser. I just say Fraser. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brendan. You are. Congrats on the Oscar. You should have been super. I would love an all-star Superman movie with him.
0: Oh, God. Don't even that put would, that
1: in my head. That Come would on. that would be so fucking cool because he, he, he looks just like that version of Superman, which is just, just awesome. I love Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Mm-hmm. He's good. You know, but yeah, I'm just I'm into it. Um I don't I don't know if there's anything else to say about Superman legacy other than that, you know, we're getting close. Seems like we're gonna get a wide variety of characters, like you said. Um, so, you know, this is shaping up to be one of the most exciting projects that like not just like in the superhero sphere, I think just in Hollywood, I think people are Ready for a new take on Superman, uh, cause I think, I think people are just tired of talking about, um mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's version. I think, and I think it's caused a lot of, just like, everyone's like, everyone's tired of, uh, the, uh, the, the Snyder cult. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're just all like, can we just do something else? Can we just, can so we just like move on? Uh I think and so we're we've moved on. We've moved on, we're about to get a new Superman, we're about to get a new Lois, a new Lex. Good sex, bad Lex. If you if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know. And yeah, so I'm really excited. This is gonna be an awesome movie. And yeah. That's that's all I have to say.
0: Well, let's move on to Batman who just uh the movie just got a director, seemingly. Um Allegedly. And it, yeah. Andy Muschietti, that is the director of The Flash, that is the director of the It movies, and it appears he is on board for the project, and we don't know who's writing it, um, I don't really trust uh, Umberto Gonzalez, because he's a sore loser when it comes to not getting the reports first, and he said it wasn't Christina Hodson, but we have a report saying it is, so I'm going to say it is, most likely, but, um, yeah, if the if that's the pairing, um, that'll be very interesting. Uh, at the very least, um, I like Mushetti a lot as director, and the one thing I've heard praised about the Flash is yeah. the direction is quite wonderful. I've heard he directs the shit out of the movie, and he really does the Batman stuff well. The you know the only thing you got to question, I suppose, is some people have said he doesn't really um he hasn't worked the best with visual effects, but is that really a him thing or a um. Studio thing where we're not getting enough time to work on the project because that's kind of been a running theme in Hollywood recently. So, I guess well,
1: here's a thing. Yeah, here's a job title: VFX supervisor. Yeah, that too. So, just have a fucking super, like. All right, you gotta tell if 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 he does everything else well, and the only problem that he has is VFX, which is usually something that like directors don't have the most control over it cuz it's cuz the dr- director usually doesn't have a master's degree in fucking making vfx uh you know i think the best course of action is to help guide him there in that area and i think having some vfx supervisors who have worked on these movies you know would make it better would would help him Mm-hmm. Huh, it's not too hard. I did see some clips from The Flash that the CGI did look rough. Oh, not. trust
0: me. No, no. I guarantee. I have been told the CGI is very, very tough in this movie. It is tough to sit through at times. And they even messed up some things that I heard usually aren't messed up in this day and age. Like, I'm not totally sure, but I've been told that specifically with the two berries. You can always tell which Barry is not actually, like, Ezra Miller. You can yeah. tell which one's the copy. And that's really a technology that's been perfected for a while now. So it's very um odd to see that done wrong. Like, even in TV shows, some nowadays, they can get that looking pretty good. So the fact that a budget of over $200 million for this movie couldn't figure that out seemingly is not ideal. I mean, hey, maybe I won't notice it, but... um that's just what I've been told, not just by one, but like quite a few people, so I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously like, the most important thing is a good story, but when you're pouring this much money into these projects, you gotta, you gotta be a little better there. Another thing that like concerns me is like, I don't think the costume designs are all that great in Flash. I'm gonna be
0: honest. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I um I have a lot of faith in Machete as a director. I'm not really worried. And I heard and I also already he really nailed the aesthetic of the uh the Tim Burton universe really well, so that's another thing that I'm happy to say seemingly. But um yeah, no, I think as you um dive deeper into the body of work, look at his it movies, there's a lot to like and even with Christina Hots um Hodson um I know she wrote some movies that people didn't like with DC, like um, she wrote Birds of Prey, which actually I will say I rewatched it in the last, um, probably sometime in the last six months. I liked it more than I remembered. Not to say the movie was perfect, it had some problems, but even so, I heard that those were largely, um, the studio messed with the movie quite a bit. And Batgirl we never got to see, so I can't really judge that one very much. So, and obviously she wrote Flash, which the writing has been said to be very good. So, I have a feeling, um, she might be pretty good for this movie, honestly. And on top of that, too, she actually did a lot of cool stuff with the world of Gotham and Birds of Prey. So, I kind of do think she can handle a more, um, comic booky Gotham City. So, I think it's a solid pick. Maybe it's not the sexy pick, so to speak, but it's a pick I could at least, um, respect, and I think if Gunn trusts her, then I'm going to trust her. So mm-hmm. that's kind of that's where I'm at. I don't think Gunn would let a Batman movie go into the wrong hands. Again, again, and also, there's going to be no studio interference. Like, that's the one relieving part about all of these DC projects coming up. I truly, fully believe Gunn when he says nothing will be touched by Warner Brothers. Like, I really don't think anything will, and that's something that is so refreshing. After fear of every project being bad because Warner got their sticky little fingers all over it
1: yeah that that's definitely exciting, especially after like twenty like I think it was like 2016, twenty seventeen around there where like everything was getting getting like their grabby little fingers on it yeah it it was, it was not like, good. And, like, remember they've made a, a, a studio that makes trailers, edit the whole Suicide Squad movie. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, that, that, that's that's not good. It's really a, a, a problem when stuff like that happens. And that's something that um I think Marvel themselves actually should try to strive for a little better. Because it's been said now, it's, it's out there. They have executives in the writer's room. Like, that really shouldn't happen. Quite honestly, unless it's a case where like, of course, in this case of James Gunn, he runs DC. So but he's also a writer. So I'm OK with that. He's a creative. But he's not a businessman. And like there's a couple of others like that, too, at the new um, DC studios where they're kind of like executives, but they're not necessarily businessmen. And at Marvel, for example, you're getting a lot of businessmen and women in the studio, kind of kind of in the writer's room, rather who are kind of having some say on projects when they really shouldn't. I mean, projects should just be fully run by the creatives. When they're not, that's when you get into this murky territory. And people could tell, man. People could tell when when a vision was messed up. You can almost always tell if you know film well enough. So that's – it. it's just – I'm happy to be going into this so fresh, like we said before, man. It's such, such a fresh start that I don't have to worry about with a lot of exciting projects that I think will have exciting talent behind them. And this is yet another exciting addition to the team. So um, I'm in. I'm in on Muschietti, and I'm in
1: on this new vision for Batman, which um, I've heard some cool things about, too. Yeah, I'm excited for it as well. I think, you know, I'm excited that we're finally, you know, bringing uh, Robin back into the movies, which is always great. Uh You know, I think... From what I've seen of the Flash, I I think the Batman stuff looks the best. I think it's very clear that uh, Andy knows how to direct. Batman makes it look really cool. Um, you know, it's kind of funny seeing like a seventy-year-old Michael Keaton moving like that. But like, but like, if he directs that the same way that he directs, you know, Batman is like forty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you know. Like, that, that's going to be pretty dope to watch. So, I'm, I'm excited. And you're right about, you know, you can usually tell when studios interfered. Um, well,
0: know. I mean, you can either tell when it's a studio interfering or it's a case of just a movie was not well planned from the get-go and they had to change stuff at the last second. Example, Ant-Man. I yeah. mean, like, you, can tell, you can tell when you watch it, oh, yeah, they
1: changed this. Yeah. Act. They changed this ending in third act. Like, yeah, you yeah. can feel. Fantastic four. The, uh... Josh one. Yeah I
0: mean even in again it's not even just in movies that are poorly made like even in movies that I consider good I can tell when things are were probably changed at one point or changed way too much of production and that's another thing Gunn said that I'm always so encouraged by we're never going to go into production without a script that is fully finished and he was firm. Yeah. he was very firm on that and that is really important because you should just not start filming if your movie isn't ready yet, man. Like that's just how you run into these production issues, and on top of just the uh, the messiness of the plot that comes with that in a lot of cases, it just costs more money when you do these reshoots. Like it honestly, it's just not even cost efficient. So even from a
1: business perspective,
0: I don't really see why you would. Um, yeah, they, they, let that
1: they're habit. so they're so like jumpy to get into production that they don't really uh, they don't really think about how. Uh, since they rushed into production, they're now going to have to go back and reshoot a bunch of shit because they weren't finished with with the ideas that were, you know, planted, mm-hmm. you know, like like it's more like you said, it's more cost efficient to finish the script first, then go into production, film all all you need to film. And only have to do a little bit of reshoots if some things need a little tweaking. Versus, you know, having to reshoot the entire third act for, for a month or two. You know? It's, it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Don't do that. Just finish the script.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the bottom line there. But, um, I guess we'll see what happens with this Batman movie. I'm excited to see the Bat family. And, um, that's really the most exciting part about all of it for me. And we've also, I mean, I'm just in general from Twitter, from Casey Walsh, who I don't like, by the way, putting that out there. But, um, <laughs> I have uh, seen him say that Red Hood is seemingly part of the movie in a fairly significant way. Along with, um, was it The League of Assassins, or am I making that up? I could be lying on that part. Oh, but, I mean, that's um, a
1: Damien Lane movie, so. I well, yeah, it's, 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 prob- it's probable.
0: It's definitely probable. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited to see um, the dichotomy between the former Robin and the new Robin that we're bound to get, in addition to maybe others in the movie. I mean, I'm not sure if the whole Bat family is going to be appearing in this movie, but I'm um, sure we're going to get a lot of references and Easter eggs throughout that are very fun, and we're going to be able to really uh have a, a lot of fun with this as fans. So I'm here for it. I am here for
1: it. Me too. I'm excited to, you know... I need... I need. uh I need a fully fledged Bat family in my life. Um, so yeah, I'm excited as well. That movie's gonna rock. I'm excited to see like if the league is or the main villains or if we get, you know, a main villain in Gotham instead of, you know, where the league is uh based. But, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Everything everything's shaping up pretty well. I'm excited yeah. to see. I'm excited to see who plays Batman in this new universe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's very exciting.
0: So, staying in the realm of Batman, um, we officially, or not officially, but seemingly, have our director for what will be a Clayface movie, which is actually very exciting, set in the Matt Reeves universe, directed by Mike Flanagan, who, for those that don't know, is an absolutely brilliant director. And on top of that, he is one of my favorite directors, period. I think he is absolutely brilliant, truly. I think he's an absolutely brilliant director. He has made some amazing work. I mean, I recommend just about all of it. Haunted Hill House, Midnight Mass, uh, Haunted By Manor, Midnight Club, uh, Dr. Sleep, Hush, Gerald's Game. I mean, his resume is just awesome. He's just a fucking goat. Like he's just a guy that knows filmmaking, and to have and and it's even better because it's not just like Gunn recruited him for Clayface. He pretty much approached
1: DC about Clayface. He's like, like guys, they, can I uh, make guys it?
0: like? Can I please make this? Like I really want to do this. So let I me would do. really
1: love to make this movie if he would let me. And you know, he he obviously worked with Warner Brothers on Doctor Sleep. Uh-huh. So like he had a relationship with them there. Doctor Sleep didn't make too much money, but it was well received. Yeah, um, you know those those types of, of movies don't make too much money. Unfortunately, they should. But um, you know he so obviously you know everyone when when remember he kind of pitched the idea on Twitter. Everyone was like at, adding uh, James Gunn and Warner Brothers. Let him do it. Let him fucking do it. And like that says a lot about what people think of his work. The mm-hmm. fact that the fact that everyone was like, uh, yeah, can we can we, can we get this?" And so it seems like um Matt Reeves' production company is going to be producing it, which which means that it would be in the Matt Reeves universe because uh, Matt Reeves is not producing the DCU stuff; he's only producing stuff that's set in the Batman universe. Yeah. So, there you go. So if it is produced by, I believe it's Sixth and Idaho Productions, that means mm-hmm. it's part. That that's why we know it's part of the Reeves universe.
0: Yes, and I think that. Um, well, a another thing to consider is it's from the original Deadline report where we first heard about this. Even though there's been some additional reports since then, it also said that um, Clayface was a big addition to the Batman Two. So Clayface is seemingly going to be a major player in that movie too, which makes sense if you're going to make the spinoff. I'm sure. There'll be some connections there, and there'll be further connections in the Penguin show as well. Very excited to get into that at some point. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like what they're doing a lot here. I mean, Mike Flanagan's just a great pick, and I'm excited to see what approach they take with Clayface. Um, I've heard some say they might take the classic um, more of a serial killer that disguises himself kind of approach, but honestly, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're
1: going to go a little I think they're going to surprise people. Me I too. Gonna, I think they're going to go, like, oh, you guys – you guys think we're just going to play it safe here and do... Uh-huh. The, no, fuck this. We're having a fucking clay monster. That's what I mean. Like, I think that's kind of what you have to do because... I would it, love to see Robert Pattinson's reaction to fighting a man. Yeah, that, that, that's that, what that,
0: I mean. Yeah. Like, it would be so funny. It would be hilarious. And on top of that, too, like, as much as I love the grounded universe, eventually it's going to get old if we keep just doing serial killer stories in every movie, which is kind of what it would have to be. Yeah, you, even if they have their gimmicks, that's kind of where we'd be going. And I think you gotta have some fantastical elements because, in the end, this is still a comic book movie. It is. It's okay to get a little fantastical, even if the world isn't fully there. And you I want to get nuts. Let's get, get nuts. nuts. Like Clayface, I think is absolutely awesome. It's super fun, and I think he's that's just the perfect mystery for Robert Pattinson to take on. Honestly,
1: I, I'm so. I would in- love to see. Patinson's Batman in the detective movie where he has to track down a dude who leaves no prints behind. Uh huh. Because because he just he's a fucking clay monster. And then when he finally figures out who this is, and he and he goes toe to toe with him. How the fuck do you take this guy out?
0: Yeah, man. Say, I
1: I think it's super fun. I think that idea is so fun, and also. I love that there's like, it seems, um, you know, it seems like, um, that the cast from the first movie are all set to appear as well. And I really like that because it feels like we're just building. It's almost like, it's like a sandwich where instead of taking ingredients out, like you're just adding onto the sandwich. And it's just like, I've said this sandwich theory before. Where it's like you're just adding to the sandwich. You're not subtracting anything from the sandwich. It's just like it's just a sandwich that's getting bigger. You're adding clayface to Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, Joker, Riddler. Um and it's just like the fucking whole universe keeps growing just bit by bit by bit. Um, you know, obviously we they also reported that, you know, a few few months ago that like Matt Reeves is interested in doing Scarecrow. You know, we've got an Arkham show in development. We've got Professor Pig potentially in development. Oh
0: God, don't even get me started on a potential Professor Pig project. I would
1: actually be so happy. Yeah. So like, this universe is just—it just keeps growing. You know, like I would love to see. Uh, I, I, I really hope. Oh, also, we've got uh, Harvey Dent rumors as well. Yes, um, it,
0: it does sound like Rob Harvey Denny is going to be in the Batman 2, and on top of that, he's also going to likely appear in the uh, Penguin show.
1: That that would be really dope. I really like uh, the uh, Josh Harnett casting. That that would be really good.
0: Yeah, um, no, absolutely.
1: He, I like Joel Edgerton too, but uh, I think, uh, you know, Harnett really never got his kind of big role. Uh, Because he, like, he kind of, like, disappeared from acting. Uh, He was, like, the next big thing. He was, in the early 2000s, people were, like, ready to, they were ready to cast him as Superman as well. I could uh, be be a liar, but I'm pretty sure he turned down the role of Batman in the the Dark Knight trilogy. He was looked at for a lot of different things. He was looked at for Spider-Man, he was looked at for Superman, he was looked at for Batman. Basically any major role you could think of in the early 2000s, he was looked at. Yeah, man. He's um that he's
0: be a really fun pick, I think. Um it's really exciting what they're doing with the Matt Reeves universe. There's so many spin-offs you can do and I'm I'm really most of all happy that Gunn is allowing um Reeves to do all of this with his universe and really he's letting Obviously, like, there's supervision from Gunn, but ultimately Reeves is the one likely deciding a lot of these choices in terms of who's directing these, um, spinoffs and stuff. Like, Reeves is involved with everything, and he's already met with James Gunn, they've had a lot of long discussions about plans for the universe, and Gunn seems very, um, supportive and excited about them, so, um, it's really unique, the fact that we're gonna have two Batman universes going on at once, and not just lightly, like, one of the, the, the one in the Reeves universe is gonna be very, expanded upon with spinoffs and other projects and i'm sure we're going to get the same with the um dcu batman so we're not just getting like oh you know one occasional spinoff project no we're talking two fully developed batman universes we're
1: going to be diving into which is
0: so crazy
1: to even fathom honestly yeah like this is this is in the words of anakin this is where the fun begins so yeah um, yeah no, man I'm pumped. This is going to be great.
0: So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for um, the uh, Batman-related uh, news here that I wanted, that I was really wanting to dive into. But um, hopefully we'll um, have more updates soon. The thing is, right now, there's really not much to report because of the writer's strike. So everyone involved on these projects is currently not working. Therefore, there can't be any updates on anything beyond old information that maybe leaks. But, um yep. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're at with that right now. Hopefully, um, the writers will be compensated correctly soon enough and we can get back to having fun. Like everybody wants to have except for, um, a certain company there. Netflix! Oh, wow, sorry about that. Um, mm-hmm. I won't, uh, elaborate further. Um, so yeah, ultimately the next thing I want to get into is another talent, very talented person. Added to DC, and this is probably my favorite one, honestly. I mean, not my favorite, second favorite, because I like flying again so much. But, um, James Manig- Mangold to direct Swamp Thing, man. Swamp well, yes. That's a damn pick right there. That is absolutely sick. I love that pick. James Mangold is such an awesome director. And, man, it sucks that it sounds like Dial of Destiny hasn't worked out, but, um,. I'm still going to see it, of course, because I want to make up my own mind on it. But um, it sounds like that movie was not well received. But he's up, but he has such a long body of work, man, that you don't really care that his last movie didn't do well in this case.
1: because this Every the... director has a miss. Yeah, I mean, it happens. This, uh, this man made 310 to Yuma. All and right.
0: you also got to keep in mind, man,
1: there is a lot that goes into a movie like that. There's a lot of that goes into a fucking Lucasfilm movie too.
0: That, that's that's what I'm saying. And he didn't even develop the story. I mean, he he did the screenplay, but the story was written by Lucas and Kaufman. He, you know, so the dialogue was largely mangled, which I'm sure was fine. As for the actual story and the way things played out, it was not him. Not to say he had no involvement in it. I'm sure he had some say, but um, it was not it's with any project this big it's a collaborative process it wasn't yeah. just it wasn't just James Mangold doing everything here there were a lot of names in that room with a lot of say and i'm sure some of them specifically people like lucas and kaufman had more say than him most likely so i'm not going to read too deeply into that project when deciding what i think about mangold as a director because i've seen logan i've seen ford v ferrari you know like those are brilliant project. Even the Wolverine, he did really good on. Like he um he has done really good with I all think the that movies. was another movie that the third act got fucked with. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like an official thing, like it might be. I really don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be shocked at all just thinking about what the third act was in that movie cuz I really liked most of that movie, dude. Like it was really good. Yeah. But yeah, Logan yeah. obviously his big one with uh, Marvel and then Ford V Ferrari too, man. I love that movie. That's a fantastic yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh you know, Swamp Thing's a great character. I love I love the fact that, you know, he's got in a movie. So I'm just I'm just really ready for, for everything in that universe. Um you know you know, some obscure stuff and also some stuff that we already know, like Superman and Batman. You know, it's mm-hmm. just got a little, got a little of everything.
0: So, yeah. Well, you know, that's the fun part of this too. Like I'm so ready to move on to the point where I'm actually thrilled at the idea of creature commandos coming out next year. <laughs> like I'm excited about stuff like that even right now, which um since we last talked, they actually got a cast and um I'm excited. I mean, it's a lot of people, I'm not necessarily familiar with everybody, but I certainly know some of the names there, like uh Frank Grillo. If, for those that don't know, he was in, um, Captain America Winter Soldier. He's actually very solid. He's going to be playing, uh, what's his, Rick, Rick Castle's father, right? Uh, not, Rick Cas- so. not Rick Castle. Never no, right? Castle. Rick Flag. But not, wait, Rick, what's his name? Flag. Flag. I'm thinking of Frank Castle because I just saw John Bernthal for some reason. That's my bad. But, um, yes, uh, Sean Gunn is returning as Weasel, which I love. Weasel was hilarious in his very short time in the Suicide Squad. Um we have David Harbour, which is probably the biggest addition to that cast. I love David yeah. Harbour. Yeah.
1: That's he um, really, something that's really, new. Yeah. It is after Hellboy, he needed something new. Also yeah, a, Stranger Things is ending too, so he needs one. Yes. Exactly. That's a really cool pick. I'm into that.
0: Um Maria um Bakalova, for that she is from obviously Borat, but also with Marvel, she did um Cosmo in uh Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's another James Gunn pick, of course. And then um, the rest of them I don't really know too well, so I'm not even going to dive into them. But those are just the ones I'm interested in for sure. And I'm just interested into the show, man. It's just, it just sounds like a fun time. James Gunn wrote it, so you know it's going to be good. And it's a uh, very simple but appealing premise. It's just a bunch of monsters killing Nazis. I mean, hey, sounds like a good time to me. I will be watching. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm fun. here for it. I'm here sounds. for it. Sounds like a good time. You know, and honestly, it's just the kind of thing Gunn is going to excel at. I mean, writing about these monsters that have probably have very tragic stories who don't feel like they belong in the world. I think that's right up his alley as a storyteller. And just reading the um, some of the comics from Creature Commando so far, it's... Um, that pretty much is what I've seen so far. And uh, it's been done on a very small scale and like they haven't fully dived into it. Cause this was a very small limited run type of series. However, um, it's obvious that it's the kind of thing that you can expand upon in a really fun way when you have someone as talented as James Gunn behind it. So um, I'm sure this is going to be fantastic. I'm ready for it. And uh this will be the first project unless Blue Beetle is going to be considered part of DCU. In the DCU. And at the very least, it's the first James Gunn-produced
1: DCU project. Indubitably. Yep. Uh-huh. So... I would check Twitter if I were you. Why? Yeah, you're not going to believe this yet.
0: Is it good or bad?
1: Oh, no, it's bad.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: That is not good. He was our lead off Damn it,
0: baseball people! It's baseball.
1: I've got a bad feeling about that.
0: Well, at the very least, at first I th- I saw Carlos Rodon and I thought I was going to say Rodon got hurt, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" But all right, I can at least I can at least deal with that. Um. Anyway, back to uh, DC.
1: Back, back to things that can't hurt us. Yes.
0: Uh, we have a couple things here, but. I guess the things they want to touch on at least. Blue Beetle trailer. We haven't talked about that here. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I I probably not. I'm forgetting, but um, I'll talk about it anyway, briefly. I think Blue Beetle looks really fun. I mean, this is going to be a very simple blockbuster summer type of movie. Like it's not going to be anything crazy deep, but I think you're going to get a lot of that um, Spider-Man homecoming type of energy throughout the movie in a very positive, in in a very positive way. And they might not necessarily be quite as good as that movie if I were to guess right now, but I think it's going to have a lot of those similar elements. And I think that um, with a good lead at the front of your movie and a really overall talented cast, really, I'm sh- I'm sure it's going to be a good watch. And at the very least, it's going to set up a character that can be expanded upon in a lot of ways that Gunn is going to heavily consider bringing into his universe as long as it is well-recepted. You know, so for people that... um like Blue Beetle and like this casting, you better go see this movie as many times as you can, man, because the success of this movie probably will um, be a factor in deciding whether or not this character, or rather this iteration of the character, comes into the James Gunn universe. So please, if, go support it. If as long I've as already see it.
1: seen it six times. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you.
0: Any thoughts? Uh, it's good.
1: There you go. Hey. Yeah. Ha
0: ha. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Alright, what thoughts what thoughts on the trailer?
1: Oh, I thought I thought the trailer looked nice. Uh you're definitely right with the homecoming vibes. I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. Um I like I like all the cast. Everything looks good. Uh, you know, it just seems like a fun time. Like you said, it seems like a fun time at the movies. Uh, characters always been cool. Uh, I think, I think Jaime really kind of took off after, like, being on Batman the Brave and the Bold in the, Mm -hmm. in the, the, uh, animated series. So, like, that's pretty cool that, like, you know, we're getting a Batman movie called the Brave and the Bold and also we're getting a Blue Beetle movie. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be gonna be a good time um yeah george lopez is in it so
0: batman's a fascist
1: batman's a fascist i love george lopez great great guy uh did you know he was discovered by sandra bullock i did not yep she was a producer on the george lopez show there you go man there you go bang i'm that smart
0: um what else is Oh, we have a writer for, um, Supergirl, so that's yes. fun. What's yeah. her name? I'm drawing a blank. Someone it help was, me. It's
1: it someone, was, I've it I've,
0: I've seen her name once. Anna something. I'm pretty sure.
1: Hold up. I'm going back. Going back. Going back. Going me back. Me too. Going back, going back. Going back. Going back. Going back. Great podcasting. Great podcasting. I see. I see. I
0: see her name, but I I don't want to butcher the
1: pronunciation. <laughs> I'll try this. I'll try it. All right. It's gonna be. A- Anna Noguera. Yeah,
0: that's probably how I was, was going to pronounce it, too. Okay. And So, yeah, she appears to be the writer for this movie. This originally came from a um, leak on Reddit, actually, which I assume was bullshit, because DC um, Reddit is very different than, like, the Marvel Studio sub-spoilers Reddit. Like, that one tends to actually get a good amount of stuff right. The DC one is, like, almost always wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, they actually seem to have gotten a slew of, uh, leaks correct on this one report from a certain verified source. And yeah, they said that she was on board as a writer. And on top of that, um, you know, you know that was it for the Supergirl stuff. But, um, I was going to add though for Green Lantern, Tom King will be a writer, supposedly.
1: It's funny that he's set to be a writer, uh, pot- potentially on a movie in which his comic book is the main source.
0: Actually, no, I don't think he's going to be writing... I mean, I'm sure he's going to have some say, but apparently the report from the Reddit was that he's going to be writing Green Lantern, not Supergirl.
1: Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, like, I'm sure he's going to, like,
0: have some conversations.
1: He kind of already wrote Supergirl
0: a few years ago. Yeah, Yeah, like, to me, you go to him for advisements, and, like, just to, just to bounce ideas off of because, you know, obviously he is the guy who wrote it, so I'm sure he'll have some good ideas and good say in where the project could go. And some elements, you know, guaranteed are going to remain the same, specifically like her origin I think won't really be touched in the movie. I think it'll remain as it was and it's really well executed. But, um, yeah, I think um, having Tom King also, and I said this last time we talked about the DC Universe as a whole, He's such a big addition to this writers and production team that that James Gunn has been putting together. I mean, he has made so many wonderful comics, man. I mean, he's one of my favorites because he's not just a good writer, but I feel he's a very unique writer. He writes stories in a style that are very different than other ones. Like, And Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is a prime example of that, man. It's such a different kind of story, and it's so beautiful. It's one of the best comics I've read period, and it makes Supergirl such a layered, interesting character, more so than any other comic I feel like has, and to introduce her in that way, man, I think you can really make Supergirl such a huge character in that universe, so that's really huge, it's really huge, and on top of that, man, he's done a lot of great stories for Marvel, too, I mean, he did The Visions, which might be my favorite comic, period, actually, I kind of love that story, and I'm sure he'll be consulted on other DC projects too, even if he's not really involved beyond just the consulting, because he's written for so many characters. Like he he's written a lot of Batman comics, some of which have been widely received as amazing. He wrote um, actually he has a new Batman comic coming out like in two weeks, um, Batman One Bad Day Riddler. So I guess that's a that's a thing. And he wrote um a couple Green Lantern comics. He um, did some Flash. I mean he's done. He's on everything man. And Superman. He did Superman Up in the Sky, man. That that's a widely
1: loved comic by people as far as I'm concerned. So um
0: I'm I'm on Team Tom King. I'm on Team Tom King.
1: Always loved my fellow Toms.
0: Yeah, have you read any of his work? Um I, I know um I've only read a few, but the few I've written
1: I've read are so good. They're so good. I read some of his Batman stuff. I'm trying to remember Superman Up in the Sky. Uh, my like, it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm an old man. Uh, yeah. So I've I've just started to read Supergirl. Okay, that, that's quite nice. Uh, the main one was definitely Batman, because that was that was an interesting run to say the least.
0: Yeah, I know his Batman was not necessarily the most popular, but I heard he had some specific issues that were like really freaking awesome. I haven't read them, but, um, yeah,
1: there were, there were a few I heard that were really, really good. Yeah. So there is a little, he's, he really has written a little of everything.
0: Well, he has. Um, and he's a very, again, he's a very controversial writer too, because a lot of people go across his work and some projects they just hate. And others people are really into, like I know one, probably the most controversial um comic he's written was, um, heroes in crisis. Um, I, which, I will say, I haven't read it yet, but the premise, at least, I think is really awesome. Like, it's a genius um, concept. I think, I think I did read that. Yeah, like, it's basically all about how super hand, superheroes handle PTSD, and, like, they're in this, like, hospital, mental hospital, yeah. source to like kind of work out their issues. And, like, I'm not going to say it was well done, because I haven't read it, so I don't know. But, at the very least, the premise really is cool and exciting.
1: yeah. An execution thing, especially with something like that.
0: Yeah, I heard the
1: Flash stuff specifically in that comic was not good at all.
0: I heard I already butchered parts of the Flash that people were mad about, but um, I guess I'll find out for myself soon because I
1: probably am going to buy that comic out of curiosity. Wow, that I thought, this, I thought Heroes in Crisis released longer ago, but it was it's only a few years old.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's pretty new.
1: Yeah, so people were mad about Wally West. Yes, yes. Uh, I just I googled it. I wanted to, wanted. To... Shit, I think I think I did. I think I do remember reading. I've at least read parts of this one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's the one where I think it's the one where uh Batgirl stands up, turns around, and then she, her her butt is very big. And I you mean, see the, and you see the hole that. Uh, from from the Killing Joke, the hole in her, the bullet hole. Like, yeah, I'm kind
0: of, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into the butt part.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just. It, but uh, Tom King wasn't the artist of that book. He was just. I'm writer. sure
0: he. I'm sure he approved the art.
1: I, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I would have approved it. I'm not gonna lie, but hey, there you go. Yeah. Hold up! Up! Oh, I found! I found the panel. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hey.
0: Okay. Oh yeah.
1: This is, this is great. This is a great day. Okay. Our day was just yeah. elevated. Our day was elevated. Oh Nothing yeah! Else was it?
0: Yeah,
1: Nothing. it was. Uh, okay. Something else seems to be elevated for me.
0: All right.
1: Uh, Okay,
0: moving on. Woo. Um. Yeah, there's not really too much left to go into that I really. I'll just glance over a couple things quick. Like, um, Batman: Kid Crusader gets a uh, two-season order at Amazon, so that's pretty sick. I'm uh, very happy about that because Matt Reeves is very much involved in that, and um, it just sounds like a fun, unique animated Batman show.
1: We really haven't had that in. A minute. Yeah, we, have, so. we haven't had a Batman animated series in a while. Yeah, and that's, and that's a
0: big—that's that, a big get for Amazon. So I'm super happy
1: about that. Yeah, especially with what they've done with like Invincible.
0: Yeah, man. I think it's um, a,
1: that's gonna be good. <laughs> it's a nice, it is a nice <laughs> landing spot, and I think David Zaslav's an idiot for fucking moving it from. <laughs> yeah, that, that's place. a
0: that's a big mistake. I don't know why they would do
1: that, but um, like you sh- you do not shell out the ip to other places but he did and you know what whatever we're still getting fucking batman so
0: yep i'm as happy as being made
1: yep i am excited to see it so
0: yeah so um well garden is working to get an animated wonder woman series going so that's cool yeah Um, i'm sure that'll be fun whenever that gets made um in general, I'm happy that um he's not neglecting the animation stuff at um, yeah. DC. Because that's something that Marvel really hasn't done too well themselves. And I'm not trying to compare to Marvel, I'm just noting it because the obvious comparison to make, I mean, it's Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's trying to start. But that's what I'm saying, so like, I'm just using it as a point of reference, because like, Marvel is just trying to start their animated stuff, while DC I mean, they, they, DC has always had great animated stuff, Like that's always been a strength of theirs. And I'm happy that they're not going to let go of that, and they're going to keep producing it. And um, I'm excited to see what uh, Gunn can do with the animated Wonder Woman show. I'm excited to see what also he does with his um, Paradise Lost show when that gets made. Um, I would I'm love excited. to get
1: more, yeah, more info I'm, on that. I'm excited to see who's like going to be Kevin Conroy's successor as Batman. Yeah, so that's man. gonna be a yeah, big decision. Like who's gonna be who who's gonna be that next guy to be the voice of Batman to for for the generations to come? 'Cause like bat 'cause like Kevin Conroy was Batman for thirty years. So
0: Yeah, I don't it's hard uh, to beat that. I don't think there's gonna be a singular guy, honestly. I think they're really I mean for the show obviously there will be, but I mean in terms of like yeah. a gen a generation all going, Oh yeah the voice of Batman is Kevin Conroy. Like, I don't think the next generation is really going to have that. It's going to be a lot of different people in different roles. And it's kind of just like, Oh yeah, you know, this guy was good. This guy was good. Like, it would take a show really reaching a different level of iconic to get there. And in the case of, you know, Batman, the animated series, which were propelled um, Kevin Conroy, of course, as Batman, um, it was a little different. Cause that was like such an innovative and revolutionary thing at the time that show. I mean, That was, like, Mm. peak Batman content, really. So, like, like like an animated show coming out now, even if it's amazing, it's another animated show out out of God knows how many, you know? Like, it won't be as big in that same way, I don't think. And and also now, there's just so many people that have voiced or played Batman. At that time, you had a very select amount. I mean, like, how many are we talking back then? That people, like, really knew it was the live-action yeah. actors, and that was pretty much it.
1: Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think you're probably right. I think there'll be, like, a wide variety of people taking on different projects. Um, we'll definitely, definitely gonna miss Kevin. was hoping we could uh, squeeze out lots more out of Kevin, uh, but, you know, it <laughs> fucking sucks. Yep, um, he, he was a really great guy. We, we'll always miss Kevin. He'll always be the voice of Batman to me. And uh, you know, I think I think Kevin would want. You know, I think Kevin. Kevin had a really great understanding of Batman. I think Kevin would want you know, uh, people to continue to voice Batman and you know more Batman stuff to be made and all that. Uh, it seems like Mark Hamill now is he's just done with Joker. He he doesn't want to play Joker unless, uh, Kevin's Batman. Um, so, you know, those are two yeah. legends. Those are two legends that we'll never really, uh, get to hear anymore. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully we get a little, a really nice send off next year with, uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, the video game, Kill the mm-hmm. Justice League. Uh, you know, hopefully that really kind of gives us what, you know, just just hearing that voice one last time,
0: you know? Yeah, no,
1: 100%, man. I'm excited to hear that voice again. I mean, he's the voice of so
0: many people's childhood, childhoods. I mean, it's definitely mine. Or, or Arkham Games in, in particular for me. I mean, that was yeah. really that's what really made me grow to love Kevin in another kind of way. So um, I'm so into everything he did in that role, and I'm excited to see who comes next in um, this next animated series, but um, we'll see what happens, but, you know, obviously, big thank you to Kevin for everything he's done, because without him, he'd be looking at Batman in a very different way, that is mm-hmm. for sure, but, um, yeah, I mean, the last thing here I guess we can briefly get into is the end of the Arrowverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Flash is over, so that's a thing. Um, yeah. Really fitting... Way to end the show, a clusterfuck of random superpowered shit going on. That's uh pretty fitting.
1: Yeah, I think it's kinda of crazy, it's not just the end of the Airverse, it's mainly the end of like the DC TV that we've come to know, really. Yeah, like, I mean basically. So, and so the 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 new DC TV is gonna be kind of spun out of the films. And it's going to be one kind of united thing instead of, you know, the TV shows doing their own thing. Like, you would never see, you know, uh, Titans crossing over with Ben Affleck's Batman or anything like that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, yeah, DC TV is just different now. It's going to be different. It's going to, you know, we're ready to move on. I think DC TV is going to have higher production uh, values. Sorry about that, uh, but yeah, I mean the only one that seems to be uh, kind of salvageable is Superman and Lois. Heard of one last season, mm-hmm. but after yeah,
0: that, I'm, I'm uh, hoping to get that one last season at least just to wrap things up, knowing that it's going to end instead of just ending without them having known because they, yeah. they deserve they deserve the to end the show correctly because they put a lot of heart and soul into that show and you could feel it, man. I mean, for me, honestly. Some of the Superman and Lois content, especially from season one and honestly, some of the stuff from season three especially, man. I mean, it's some of the best Superman content and live action we have ever gotten. Like, It really really is. I mean, outside of Reeve, I think um, this is my Superman. I mean, I really believe he's that good in the role. So I am very, very, very happy with everything they've done so far. And if it's the end... Props to that creative team, man. They put they put so much love into it. You could feel it in every shot. You really good.
1: Yeah, you could tell. Like whenever, whenever the Superman IP is loaned out, uh, they're not really allowed to make low budget Superman stuff. Like, like you have to step your game up if you want to use Superman. Um, and they did. Uh, that show's really good. It, it's a different kind of. Is it? It's different than anything we ever saw from Smallville, from uh, Superman the animated series, from any any other Superman live action or animated project. Um, it yeah. allowed us. It allowed us to see, you know, Superman as a husband and a father instead of kind of Superman. Unfortunately, runs in place a little bit in in media where he's you know Daily Planet reporter. Well, he won't. He with Lois. Doesn't have kids yet. He's usually always around there. Um, you know, I, we saw Superman be a dad a little bit in Superman Returns, but like the sequel was supposed to be what Superman and Lois end up, ended up being. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's cool. Uh, I hope we get that one last season, but a- after that, um, you know, it's all, it's probably all gonna be gone in Matt Reeves, you know, doing. DC TV, you know, obviously we're getting the Penguin Show, Arkham Show, GCPD Show, mm-hmm. probably probably some other stuff, and you're going to get Creature Commandos. All yeah, that like,
0: I, the only exceptions for stuff outside of DC, like the DCU, I would guess is just maybe some animated shows that you might get. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, unless, like, someone comes to James Gunn specifically to pitch something that he's really into, because he's already said he will do some Elseworld stuff if the right project calls for it and he gets a pitch he likes enough. It's mm-hmm. just, we're not going to get a ton of it. And it's definitely going to be less than before, because before it was really, I mean, before it was all Elseworlds, TV. T- 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 technically, there was really no DC before shows. Before, it was all over the place. Yeah, like, the only DCU show is Peacemaker. That, that's really the only one.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that, that'll definitely change quite a bit. Yeah, um, it's going to be nice to have a little bit more organization. Yeah, no, absolutely. We They need it quite a bit.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's it. I'm happy we did just a DC episode because we would have had a yeah. lot of more shit to go into if we did Marvel, too. Oh, yeah. In fact, the Marvel episode is going to be longer than this one because the news is a little more layered, so it requires deeper conversations as a whole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, uh, we'll save that for another day.
1: I like how, by the way, I like how I sent the Batgirl picture into our group chat, and Eddie just has no idea what what the meaning of me sending that picture.
0: And yeah, like, it, there's, um,
1: <laughs>
0: he's probably feeling some
1: stuff, too. Yeah, Eddie's like, what, why the fuck did Tom send that? Like, what, what, what are Luke and... You know, you know we, we said... Well, we did say we were going to record in the group chat, so I think Eddie probably figured it out by now. He's a smart guy. Sure. Eddie is a smart he's guy. Like, he's like, ah, oh, okay. He's probably... They, those guys probably are talking about something. But, yeah. Uh, it, it's nice to be back. I like... Uh, I think I think we did cover all of our bases. Very, very good job by both of us. Oh.
0: Um. Yeah, we covered everything. I just double checked one more time. I don't see anything else that I need to talk about. So, um well this has been fun. Oh yeah. And uh we'll, we'll come back with another another episode hopefully very soon. And regardless, we're definitely gonna have another one when we get to Comic Con too, because that's gonna be a big uh big news segment I'm sure. Oh, I, yeah. I expect I expect a crazy amount of news from Marvel and I'm expecting a big DC talk just because of the fact we're going to get that Superman casting probably. So that's going to be a big discussion by itself, honestly. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great, man. I am uh, really excited to see what comes next. But until then, this has been another episode of Cape Time. I'll see you, everybody. Peace.